Season 5, Episode 1, April the 1st, 2022. Hi, I'm Lewis Lampley. Welcome to this edition of Journey of Discovery. In this first episode of Season 5, I will begin with an exposition on the topic, The Wisdom of God. The Wisdom of God. But first, I think that it would be beneficial for us to revisit the theme for these podcasts. That theme is celebrating sovereign grace. Sovereign grace is defined as efficacious. The meaning of efficacious is having the power to produce a desired effect. Sovereign grace is also defined as irresistible. The meaning of irresistible is impossible to resist. That is incapable of being resisted or withstood. One more fine distinction of sovereign grace is, it is special, it is special. That is surpassing what is common or unusual. It's exceptional, it's distinct. Let me put it all together. Sovereign grace is defined as efficacious, irresistible, and special. Can we shout hallelujah, amen. The wisdom of God is what we will see in this text. In Romans chapter 11, verse 33 to 36, Paul says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him that he might repay or be repaid? For from him, watch these prepositions, for from him and through him and to him are all things, not some, all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. In Romans chapter 1, verse 13 to 16, Paul said, I want you to know, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far I have been prevented in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And by the time he finished writing Romans chapter 1, verse 1 through 11, 32, he concluded the first 11 chapters of Romans thusly. We saw it a minute ago. Let's see it again. All the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. How inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen.
Now I want to highlight verse 6, of 36 rather. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory. Amen. That is a good introduction to the auto salutus. That auto salutus is spelled O-R-D-O. S-A-L-U-T-I-S, Ordo Salutis. It is a long chain beginning with God's eternal purpose to save some sinners and ending with the glorification of the justified sinner. The aspects of salvation are also as follows. Election, redemption, regeneration, repentance, faith, justification, adoption, sanctification, and glorification. Up to this point in this new year, we have explored the first three aspects of God's so great salvation. Those aspects were election, redemption, and regeneration. So in today's episode, we will begin to unfold the fourth aspect in the auto salutus. Beginning, it begins with repentance. In a day when the decision of salvation is so prevalent, we need a clear understanding of the doctrine of repentance. That is why I will be doing a special series of thoughts on this very topic the doctrine of repentance. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, we read, Godly grief produces repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. As a matter of fact, repentance unto life is a saving grace whereby a sinner out of true sense of his sin an apprehension of the mercy of God in Christ does with grief and hatred of his sin turn from it to God with full purpose to strive after new obedience. Repentance is necessary, is a necessary aspect of genuine salvation. For example, God exalted him, that is Christ, at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins, according to Acts chapter 5, verse 31. When they heard this, of these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. Acts chapter 11, verse 18. Repent therefore and turn again that your sins may be blotted out. Acts 3, 19. Here, Jesus speaks and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Luke chapter 24, verse 47. And Timothy is told by Paul correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance 
leading to the knowledge of the truth. And they may come to their sentence and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 25 and 26. The first thing we have here is repentance described. Repentance described as turned, T-U-R-N-E-D, turn. And all the residents of Lydda and Sharon saw him, and they turned to the Lord, Acts chapter 9, verse 35. Sharon was the plain surrounding Lydda and Joppa, extending north to Caesarea. The narrative in this passage focused on the healing of Aeneas. Nias Peter went here and there among them, or among them all. He came down also to the saints who lived at Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, bedridden for eight years, who was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Rise, make your bed. Rise and make your bed. And immediately he rose. Acts chapter 9, verse 32 to 34. The graphic words here are turned and repent. Then they laid hands, their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon, not Simon Peter, Simon the sorcerer, saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money. But Peter said, Repent therefore of this wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord that, if possible, he, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. Repentance unto life again is a saving grace, whereby the sinner out of true sense of his sin and apprehension of the mercy of God in Christ does with grief and hatred of his sin turn from it to God with full purpose to strive after new obedience. Here's the question. Have you repented? If not, ask God to grant you repentance. When you repent, you will know it. You will know it. Here is a praise response from Psalm 103, verse 2 and 3. Bless the Lord, bless Yahweh, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, all his forgiveness, and how he forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. That's, that's worthy of rewinding for those of us who are interested in forgiveness. Bless the Lord. Bless Yahweh, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits who forgives all your iniquities and who heals all your diseases. Who does that other than God? God does that. Here again is that marvelous truth, all oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him 
that he might be repaid. For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Well, that's it for now. I am wishing for you an amazing day. So cheer up and be glad in it. Good day.